gente, it's your girl Nina Montañez. Hey yo, what it do with your boy Rue, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this is Sofrito Speaks. Uh, so we lost a piece to my mic, which is why it's looking a little. It's, it's riding the struggle bus this week, but it's okay. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> Damas y caballeros, y ustedes, welcome back to Sofrito Speaks, season six, episode number three. Yes, I can't believe we're already on episode Shout three. out to our five subscribers or whatever. Y'all cute, it's cute, it's giving, thank you. We appreciate that. Um, let's go right into our first section at Cheese the part of the show, where we let you know what had us fucked up, Jodio, and everything between the past week. You trying to store it off? Y'all, me gente, I had myself fucked up today. I'm not gonna hold you. Mm. Why in the midst of me rushing to get ready? <laughs> Why the fuck? So what happens is I only ever take out my retainer when I'm about to brush my teeth. Mm. But I had my cat's hair, a piece, like a piece of her hair was stuck in my retainer. So I took it out sooner than I normally do. So in my mind, because my retainer came out and I'm used to the habit, I was an autopilot. I brushed my teeth. It wasn't until I was in my car on my way to where I had to go that I realized, oh my God, you didn't brush your teeth. But I stopped at a CVS real quick. She got a, she got a <laughs> travel pack. I got a travel pack. Bitch, you ain't gonna catch me out here slipping like that. So I have myself fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I was not I was not gonna talk to anybody. I kept my <sighs> mouth shut. I said, mm, we ain't gonna do this. Not no. Gotcha. Ella es calladita. When I gotta finish that line. Because <laughs> I'm safe, thank you. <laughs> Baby. Anyways, glad you fucked up. So, this week I went to... Uh, actually, yesterday I went to a vape store because I got a vape because I'm trying to quit smoking again. Um, so, I, I said, let me try this method. You know, switching from cigarettes to vaping. Um, and then I walked in and I was in New Hampshire. Mm. Mm. Because I, my, my barber is in New Hampshire, so I actually drive up there to go see him um, because, you know, I'm not going to these barbershops, period. Um, so, yeah, so I walked in and, like, I asked him questions and I was like, you know, I've never vaped before. Like, you know, which one do you recommend? You know, I'm like, I heard they kill you. Like, once I said I heard they kill you, baby, the way this man opens up like a fucking can of worms the way he was just spilling this rhetoric of just like, you know, the government is out to get us. Look at what's happening on television. And I'm literally just, I walked in at 11. I didn't leave the shop until 1140. <gasps> Not 40 minutes. All for a vape. Okay. I stood there with this face. I'm like, mm, that's crazy. Mm, that's but cool. you know, Ruba could have easily been like, so can I have my vape and walk out? I, I was like, I'm I here had, for the tea. Let's see how far this man can take it. So I guess it's <laughs> I had time, bro. I was like, you know what I was thinking in my head? I was like thinking in my head. I'm like, I'm winning. I've never experienced this. Like, I've heard people experience this, but I, I've never experienced somebody like going off like these Republicans, the way that they be going off like these Trump supporters and shit. So I'm like, let me hear this. Let me hear this. And this guy is like, like, it's just, it's. I guess what's crazy to me is that people really sit there and they believe mm. this. They yep. believe, yep. you know, you know, the government is against you. Look at them making us trying to do this vaccine. COVID isn't real. 
you know, and I this is my favorite. Like he was hitting all the typical parts like that they explain on TikTok mm-hmm. that a Trump supporter hits. Like my favorite was, um, I'm one of three white people that graduated in my school, and it was a school full of blacks. And I was like, Oh, now you're the minority. Okay, let's hear about that. Let's yeah. let's hear about your struggle. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, Oh, you know, um, Antifa is no longer being spoken about because now Trump is out of office and Antifa funded BLM. And when I tell you that, I just I just was standing there like, okay, mm. I'm like valid, valid, so valid, mm. so valid. Okay, I'm like, so fuck. Can you ring up the fucking vape? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? And then I had to, I had to give it up. When he started talking about how Kanye West does not have a mental health uh, issue and how the media is just trying to push that narrative because, you know, they don't want to see a black man who supports Republican. I'm just like, I'm like, I I have to go, sir. I literally was like, it's time to go. Yeah, once he started with Kanye West, I was like, all right, sir, I have to go. He's like, did you watch the Kanye West interview? And I was like, no, I don't subscribe to those things. Like, I don't give a fuck about American politics. It's fucking trash. It's garbage. And I don't give a fuck. So leave me alone with it. I choose not to pay mind to it. Leave me alone. So I went ahead and just left with my vape. And then as I'm leaving, he comes from around. He, oh, fuck. he came from around the counter and was like trying to still continue this conversation. And just was like, I'm walking to my car. And as I'm walking, he's at the door. And just like, yeah. And then and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck, bro? Can you record this? I I don't know what it I felt like I walked into like and this is typical. So if you're not from Massachusetts or New Hampshire, this is very typical. Uh, Massachusetts and New Hampshire mm-hmm. are both very red Trump, you know, like, you know, they support I think the last two years though, both New Hampshire and Mass were blue. No, Mass has been blue for a minute. Mass has been very, you know, it can be very blue, but at the same time, it, you know, you'll find the red areas where you don't want to be. There is a lot of racist uh, people mm. up here, um, and it just—it's literally like um, my friend. We were talking the other day, and he was like, "Oh, you know, I'm going on a date." He's like, "Do you know any areas that you know we can go that are like for colored people?" And it's so weird because yeah. I was sitting at my desk and I read that question and I'm like, yo, this is the world we live in. Like, we have to... But, like, still, like... Yeah, like... Like, people... Like, I think that during 2020, all these companies put out these statements, like, you know, they're for the people, this, that, and the third. But but then it's like, when you're actually in those situations and you can feel when it was... It was all for... It was a gimmick. It was a gimmick. It was that they didn't want to lose business. It was so that way they still, like, had consumers customers whatever members whatever you want to call them but at the end of the day if you are a person of color if you are part of the oppressed group you can feel when they're faking the funk when you go into an establishment so the fact that it's 2022 and you're um my friend is literally asking me like where is is your friend gay yeah okay so where to go for a a gay black colored curse and i i was like that you could be safe like it's a safe space my response was like i'm like babe you're in massachusetts we're not in new york no more Mm. like it's not the same up here it's very limited for us, and we, like, there's a reason why I don't go into certain businesses, certain places I've had experiences 
where I have been targeted and it's just like I don't I don't fuck with it like I don't yeah. want to be there um, I was actually talking to my therapist yesterday about this about how I feel he made it to his appointment yeah I did I did um, <laughs> how I felt so how sometimes I feel so insecure in predominantly white spaces mm-hmm. and she was like tell me more about that I'm like well my first experience with a white person was them telling me no and you know, my teachers were white and teachers who are telling you, you're never going to amount to anything because you're, you know, you don't do your homework or, right. you know, like stupid little things. But these remarks from just white people always talking down, you know, as a child growing up and seeing just a white person telling you that. And then now as an adult, you're like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> like, yo, dead ass. So, dead ass. yeah, that that whole conversation went on. And it's just weird. Like now you have to really like. Pay attention where you're going, who you're with, you know, what it is you're doing. I've been, you know, I've talked about it before. I've been to a couple establishments around here that I just was like, it, it was a predominantly white space and we were definitely targeted and just like, yo, look at the Latinos. Last mm. week when I went to, when no, I was the in Latinos, Oklahoma, not Latinos. Latinos. When I was in um, Oklahoma last week, my friend and I just went, for, we went for a walk around the neighborhood and she was on FaceTime with her sister and we there was a bunch of stray pets, animal, like just there was dogs everywhere, cats everywhere. And I'm a cat person. So I was hyped because they were like all babies. They were kitties. So she's like flipped the camera to show her sister like, oh, look at all these cats. We've already counted. We were counting. That was a game. We counted 11 in the 10 minutes that we were walking. So she flipped the camera and this guy runs out, this white man runs out of his house. He's yo, can I help you with something? Can I help you with something? And I was like, no, sir, we're just going for a walk. Like, that's all. We're just going for a walk. And he was like, no, because you guys are taking pictures of my house. My friend was like, I turns the phone and says, I'm on FaceTime. I'm literally showing my sister like where I'm at and all the cats that you have in your yard. That's literally it. And he was like, oh, oh, all right. Yeah, no, I'm sorry about that. And then I look. I happen to just look across the street, and there's Confederate flags everywhere. And I was like, "Bitch, we gotta go. Yeah, yeah. We gotta go back. Like, there, it's giving first forty-eight. It's giving Trump land. We need to go, yo. Yeah. I walked so fucking fast back to our Airbnb. Listen, if it, if it wasn't for Transformation Church, I would not have been in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Yeah. Um... And that's that's the story for majority of this country, you know. As crazy as it sounds, as as advanced as we are in a lot of things, there's a lot of things that we're still so behind in, and it's it's really because like what they're pushing on television and what how people are perceiving the United States, like mm. how they refuse to be educated, how they refuse I to be. I love watching people that are not from the U.S. That oh my god, when on they TikTok? speak on the yeah. U.S. and I love reading the comments because like. <laughs> Americans are upset and it's like no 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 like they got a point no, they're, I love when they're like they're really big like they're they, they're really big they like to eat a lot and I was like yeah yeah, yeah accurate because the FDA don't give a shit about it right um, anyways I, I guess this is a great segue to head into our next section which is Ay bendito show where we kind of go through media headlines, media headlines like if we local were a little news. bit in that chisme, local news and anything that just kind of like wowed us and give our opinions on it. I definitely want to talk about, speaking about Americans, how Americans are no longer going to Cracker Barrel because Cracker Barrel added a vegan sausage to their menu. 
So there's so much. Yo, oh, oh, baby. The backlash. Oh, my God, just trying to eat. The backlash. <laughs> it was insane. I was, like, listening yeah. to The Breakfast Club, and they are not, like, they were talking about it. And I was like, yo, and Charlamagne was like, the fact that we live in a country where people are literally threatening to never go to a restaurant because they added a vegan sausage that just lets you know how fragile the mental the mentality in america is right now oh my god motherfuckers just want to eat like he's like it's just an extra option for people who don't eat meat if you are not vegan the option is not for you you know what it's super he said that (laughs) he was like it's so simple like just don't get it it's not gonna hurt you if you go into a restaurant and they have a vegan sausage available do, in the like back fridge. My thing is, my question to y'all who are upset about it: When y'all go into a restaurant, do you buy every single thing off the menu? I can't. You have that. You have to. That's the only way that I can. That I can. I could rationalize somebody being that upset, babes. Listen, one thing about <laughs> listen. I'm an asshole. If I if I'm planning a dinner party or something, and I want to have a group of friends go out, I'm not. Unfortunately, if you vegan in my friend group, I'm not checking the menu for what you want to eat because I'm concerned about Accurate. what the fuck I want to eat. So Accurate. either you could look up the menu and you could see if I get it. Like let's be let's be inclusive. This and that. But so eat before you show up, or don't show up at or all because it's all. not your judge. You, you know? know, but that but I, but here's the thing is that I feel like just to like spin off of that. I think that so many people have made veganism their personality trait. Baby, what? What hasn't been made a personality not, trait? Oh my god, you're not wrong. Because at this in, point, that phrase is totally It's just like, insane. We use like, it all the time, but I'm just like, so because you can't eat something, we can't go. No, baby. Baby, that's okay. <laughs> uh, if we if we have a, like a little after get together, we'll let you know. Yeah, we'll right. let you know where to go because I, right. like, and it's just so annoying. And then if you just don't want to go, you don't have to go. But like, when people are pushing their <laughs> What they want on other people. I'm just like, yo, chill out. Like, I, I definitely had friends who've done that before. I'm just like, you shouldn't be eating that. I'm like, bitch, you ate chicken two months ago. Shut your fucking Right. You like, had this moment of enlightenment and now suddenly everybody's a demon. That's Relax. You. That's you. That's Relax. You. Lord. Um, what else? What you got? Um, I saw, as we were preparing for the show, I saw um, a post that says that in the interview that I don't even want to give Kanye the time of day, but it's just like, Okay, first of all, let's start with, before you get into that, mm. what are your thoughts on Kanye West right now? I have none. I am saddened. I am saddened because this guy who is musically, musically, lyrically, uh, music-wise, is super talented. Mm-hmm. And to see how he is now portrayed, like, this is a clear cry for help. Like, this man is delusional. Um, you know, the things that he's been saying, it, it, it's insane. Here's the thing, though. Is it delusion? How? But because some of the, the things that he is saying, I believe, are things the Caucasian community wishes they could say about people oh, of color. Sure. So because Kanye is speaking out on these things and he is saying the things that I'm sure white people want to hear mm-hmm. um, and or want to say, but they can't because if they did, they'd be canceled. But because Kanye is part of the community, he's saying these things and it's like, yes, which but is why it, they don't believe he's wrong because white people have believed this the entire time. See, but they but just can't say it out loud because the... we saw during 2020, you said some outlandish shit that was racist. You, we came for you. You were about to lose your job. 
you about to lose your job, hey, what? Like, that's what we saw. So, and it's just that, and you see all these predominantly white news outlets keep giving Kanye a platform because they are literally, he's a puppet. Yeah. He's their puppet. Yeah. Okay, Pinocchio, go off. What did, so what did he say that? So now he's saying that George Floyd died of uh, fentanyl. The He said <clears throat> that the cop, the cop's knee on his neck wasn't even like that. And I feel like... So 11 I minutes. I feel like, I feel like... 11 um, minutes of this clip, of, of this video of George Floyd, <sighs> literally... I can't. I can't. I think that uh, Kanye West sometimes just says things to really, like, spark the fire. Mm. And it was a great, like... Is that part of his genius? Like, is that... Well, first of all, I, I don't claim the man as a genius. Mm. I don't get where that came from. Mm. Um, but, I mean, go off. Go off, because I'm not, you know, I'm not the genius level to, to, to judge it. <laughs> but go off, do your thing. Um, you know, I mean, someone like a Prince is a musical genius. I mean, someone like a Kanye West who just knows how to work a music program. But go off. Um, so on that note, I think that, like, we need, this guy just needs to get, we need to take him away for a while. And I feel so bad for his kids. I feel so bad that they're going to grow up and, like, this is the reputation that their father Apparently, has. he, like, posted the name of the, the school, school that his kids attend. And I was, so like, Kim I had reposted that and I was, like, father of the year. Oh, I was he that posted let's that. Let's give it up for him because that... Oh, my uh, God. I feel yo. bad. I feel like it's insane. And, you know, part of me doesn't want to cancel a black man out because um, I feel like society always goes to that. But at mm. the same time, I feel like we need to snatch that from television and from the public view and just kind of like sit down and just like have a private conversation and just like therapy, therapy, therapy because well, you then he have... reached out to him oh, and was like, that was a, but "Yo," and then was... he kept posting it. Like, but I'm sorry, the best it's, Kanye has some of the best one liners. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Wait, he he said, did say something. He said, "I accept your apology in advance." <laughs> <laughs> He's still which I think is so funny. I think it's so funny. It's just I I don't know I pray for I pray for him. That's wild. Uh, Candace, uh, his sister and lover Candace Owens, who we don't really talk much about here, but uh, I recently saw a TikTok. I think it was this morning of a girl who was uh, it was on Hollywood Unlocked, um, of a girl who went to high school with Candace and how Candace was bullied by mm. so many people and one of them being the mayor's son, and they bullied her because she was black. And the NAA, like, it was a big story in their time. She got a payout. And then she got she... a payout. Like, the NAACP backed her up. And then, like, now to see who she is and how she's flipped that. And, like, now she's I'm against I'm not going to hold people. you, though. I feel like there's a certain level. When you reach a certain level of success or however you get there, we'll, for lack of a better term, we'll call her successful. Um, in the white man's eye. Um... I feel like you got to know that your past is going to come back. Like, there's no way you talked all that shit and nobody was going to recognize you or you had the platform that you have and nobody was going to recognize you without you. So I feel like she was waiting for it to happen and I'd be curious to know what her response is going to be because I feel, I, I think she's, she's too smart to know that she was going to go untouched when it comes to her past making its way, um, resurfacing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that a lot of celebrities do this where they 
their past comes back up and then it's all it's immediately to deflect like they're just deflecting like I'm I'm going to be cu- I'm curious to know like when she's going to issue a response to that. Yeah. I don't even I think she probably won't. I think she'll just probably like let it pass. The naysayers and then she's mm-hmm. going to keep going yeah, and then the, the typical the typical line and then Kanye said that Lizzo was <laughs> Not us saying we don't want to give him any attention, but yeah. No, but I just, this ran into my head because, like, when I heard the story and, like, I heard his interview and I was like, how the fuck did Lizzo get involved? He was like, yeah, and Lizzo's Lizzo trainer. Lizzo minding her own business. Lizzo's trainer is my Playing friend. Playing flutes in and, monumental. This is, why, this is why I want to bring it <laughs> Because, what? you know, the comments were making a good point. They're like, yo, why is everybody always on Lizzo's case about her weight? But when it comes to Rick men, Ross, when Joe, it comes to men, pun. we're okay with it. But when it comes to women, it's a fucking issue. It's a joke. It's this. It's that. It's like, and I was just sitting there and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it doesn't make any Is fucking Jonah sense. Jonah Hill. Who else? Like, there were so many. Like, these men need to fucking get their shit together too. The fuck? Hit that gym, bitch. Like, make gym. it make sense. And honestly, if that's not what you want to do, just keep somebody's fucking body out of your mouth. Yeah, like, I think that's, that's just rule it. Rule number one to be your boss. Listen, bitch. a lot of y'all motherfuckers in the comments be having all that shit to talk about Lizzo. That woman be getting her ass up on that stage, shaking her ass, singing, rapping, dancing, and then plays and the she's, flute. She's, and then plays the flute. I think she's over 35. I think she's 38. Yo. Lizzo, shut up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lizzo's story. Yeah, she's oh, been she's crazy. been chasing. She's chasing, been in the game for a minute. Yeah, she's been chasing this for a while. I mean, her first song, um, Truth Hurts, right? The Truth Hurts. Um, yeah, that song actually had released two years prior to it blowing up. Yeah, and it blew up because of Somebody Great on to- Netflix. Oh, really? It was okay. that show. When, um, oh my God, what's her name? I think I did. I, I think I saw it. It was that one scene where she broke up with her man's Nate. And then her, she was like all upset. And then her girl, her homegirl walks in, and she was listening to this song. Her homegirl like hyped her up, and they started going. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That blew. That's what that girl that that um, that she's a little racist. Jane the Virgin. That she was like a little racist or something. Why was she a little racist? Something happened that she was like. Time out. Can we just talk about how all? (laughs) Can we just talk about how all the leading Latinas in music right now are all light skin? Who's Carol G? Carol G. Anita. Becky G. It's Becky G. Rosalia. <laughs> like I just like the, like and and La and that's and that's note this sis get your bag de lo mio mi gente all of that. There you cannot sit there and fucking tell me that there is not a an Afro Latina. Shout out to Amara La Negra. She just had some. She just had twins. But I don't really listen to her music, so I don't really know her music like that. But like I know she was like about to start trailblazing and then. She has babies now. Um, so she'll probably like have a great comeback. Whatever. Um, you cannot sit there and fucking tell me that there is nobody that across the diaspora of what we know as Latin America, that these are the only faces that we have for representation. Like it, 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 it doesn't correlate. It doesn't make sense to me. And then it's like, it's still that, oh, we're, we're inclusive because this she's Latina. Yeah, but they're, they're, they literally are your standard of beauty still. I think, well, I think that we have to go back to these countries where these artists are coming from. Because, and I'm not saying jump the gate, but um, (laughs) what I'm saying is that uh, in their countries, like, they're blowing up there first before they're coming over here. Or 
or what I think is also happening is that they're skipping that. Like, I'm not going to blow up here in Brazil, for example. I don't know. In Brazil, I'm going to go to America and try to blow up there. Mm. So, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, we need to look at, like, who who their country is bringing up and begging up mm-hmm. before we can say, like, why are we always just having light-skinned Latinas? Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I mean, there's still deep-rooted racism within our own and colorism within our own So people. I think it's a message to the so people. That's what they're like, pushing. I just, uh, it just... But we do I couldn't have tell you, I couldn't Tokisha. tell you... Tokisha... Who is who is doing her thing and she's a colored woman. Not so so. And I love her. I don't know who that is, sorry. You don't know Togisha? Oh, man, you listen. Gotta, yeah, I literally gotta put you on. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. I thought Carol G, Becky G, and Rosalia were all the same fucking person. It's giving prima. I'ma keep it a whole buck. I was just having a nice conversation last night. I thought they were all the same person. I don't listen to any of their music. Like, I, if someone's like, you don't listen to so-and-so, and can we just, why do y'all be offended when they say, like, oh, I don't know who this is? You don't know who this is? Diablo, they cut you a check every time you mention their name? Why are you so just, upset? Listen, the stan clubs, we're oh, out here. We're doing it. I literally can't. And there's Anita. Who? Anita. She's really good. I actually got put onto her from the VMA performance. I was like, who's this short hair? But I like her. Mm. I want her now. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, to bring it on over in the spirit of Latinidad, um, and with the last day of Hispanic Heritage Month being yesterday, period. Um, Adrian Houghton signed a deal with NBC that Holden? yeah, and um, okay. I kind of knew, but like wasn't sure. But she's the was the Why first Latina. No, she didn't. <laughs> We're not friends yet. I'm not gonna hold you. This look is giving Adrian vibes. Anyways, oh, baby. Um, so she was the first Latina in. Daytime television. Mm-hmm. I know that. I because she just kept saying it's season one. Um, I kind of knew, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> La primera Latina. Like I don't think you guys understand. And they had J Lo. Were her tiny fingers? <laughs> Adrian, I love you. She's you know fun size. We love we love Adrian here. Um, but yeah, so she signed a deal. Um, so she's gonna be taking part in like mini projects and things like that really? um, with NBC, and it apparently was like a super lucrative deal. And I just what? I don't know why for some reason it's because I think I grew up like thinking we was like sisters or something. But like her, like watching her success and her growth in her career, like whenever I see her post something, I'm like, this is let me tell you something about you got this, this. Like I don't know what. Well, she, you're not getting an album, my guy. If you want to no, listen to her, I, you're going to have to listen that. to her man's that. album. Like. But um, <laughs> what I am going to say about my good sister, Adrian is that one thing she knows how to get to is a bag. bag. Okay? Yes. She her, is a boss. Her and Miss Notary Naughton. Mm. Baby, when I tell you they left Real W and they said, oh, no, baby. We're not paying attention to that no more. Um, but yeah, they definitely know how to get that bag. Yo, right? like... Shorty said, I'm going to sell fake jewelry and make a bag. Not fake. Okay, we're not doing that. Not like, fake jewelry. Not, well, I mean. It's good quality. It's good quality. You're not I wrong. bought a couple pieces. Oh, what'd you get? I don't remember. It was mad random. I was like, oh, let me buy this. No, more. but like she literally at one point on the show was like, yo, I want. I wish they had this. I wish they had this. I'm buying, and she'll say like, I, these earrings are this high, high low, mi gente, high low. That's what she says, high low. High low, high low, yeah. Um, and she's talking about. She was like, why don't I just create it myself? And that's exactly what she did. So it is better quality. Una casa. Baby, when, when yo, I did watch, you see her sisters, Claudette's? When I see all things Adrian, and I watch like the house tours, I'm just sitting there like, one day, I'm poor. <laughs> 
Uh, it's not even that. I'm literally just like, wow, you know, I'll have something like that someday. Like, she literally br- built a tree home. Like, one of the latest episodes. Not a tree house, a tree home. That's what... Because it's like... Gl- it's glammed the fuck out. Like, it's... Mm. Uh, and it's on a tree in her backyard. Mm. I was like... You know, in case family or friends want to stay over, but they want to have their own... <laughs> Chill up there. Get in. Yo, be like, yo, me and my man's going to be in the house. But anyways, but yeah, so I just wanted to shout that out. Um, I love... I love uh, Adrian. so with that, I just think what she's else? dope. What else? I feel like there was a lot that happened in the news this week, but like... In the news this week? I mean, I haven't been paying attention to the news, but with celebrities, I don't think anything's happened in Lawrence that I can kind of pinpoint. No. Mm. Eh. Yeah. All right, let's close this section out and head over to our next section, which is... Caldero Talk. the show we're gonna give you the meat the topic the we're gonna dissect and discuss sorry you're annoying i'm gonna say it every episode now it's a the thing it's a oh, we're gonna dissect and discuss our topic and with the last two episodes being about protecting your peace alone not lonely we kind of have a theme going on right here because i think it's just where we are at where when we speak to our therapists so we're like why not let it translate to y'all so we're just gonna bring back our reports from our therapists <laughs> In case y'all can't afford them, we got you. But, uh, so with that, we're talking about Wait. healing. Okay, go, no, go for it, go for it. We're talking about healing. <laughs> what did you want to say? Um, I, I was just going to put a shameless plug. Like, if you are looking for a therapist, there is a website, psychologytoday.com, where you can enter your insurance, and they will list uh, therapists who are currently accepting clients in the mental health industry is definitely short-staffed, but you can also call your insurance. A lot of people do not know this. You can call your insurance, and your insurance will be able to provide you with a list of uh, clinicians nearby who are doing either virtual or um, yeah. in-person. So my therapist services. is virtual. I, I, I'm not going to hold a you A lot of therapists are actually I right wanted now. the whole shebang. I wanted to lay on the long couch with tissues next oh, no, to me. I don't want to go anywhere. I wanted mm. to sit in somebody's office and like really, because like sometimes it lags and it's like, oh, what, what did you say? And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, the feeling's gone because I don't want to <laughs> say it again. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, shout out to my therapist. I appreciate her. Um, but she is online. I would eventually like to find somebody that I can go to their office Um and really put forth that time. You know what I mean? But with that, so today's topic, I have it on my, I had it written out. Um, healing is hard. And I wanted to talk about this because I think when we talk about healing, we think that just because we've moved past something, that we're over it. Mm-hmm. Just because we got past it, that just means time has been in between the said event or situation and the present. Mm-hmm. But did you really get over it? And I found out, I found that super, like it was like a revelation for me because there are so many things that I think or thought that I was over because I got past it. But then when it gets brought up, the same feelings that I felt then are still there. Yeah. And I get, I start to get passionate. I start to get like hot while I'm talking about it. Like I'm like, ah, and I start to get angry and I'm like, oh shit, you're not over it. You or, know? or like for me, like when I, when I, sit with my therapist and I have to talk about my past like I get so emotional mm. and it's crazy because it, it'll be like the same stories that I've told people before but like I don't know 
I guess talking about it at that time, like you're talking about it with the lens, literally like looking in of just like, it's not just a story. Like I need to figure it out. I need to crack mm-hmm. this code. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so with, with that, it's like when you're healing, it requires a level of vulnerability. Mm. Um, and a lot of us, and the reason why this podcast even came about was because we want to talk about things that were taboo within the Latin community. And, you know, our feelings is something that was always being dismissed growing up. And it was to be seen and not heard. So now that we're adults, we are literally undoing mm-hmm. all of that that we learned, you know, like, especially you as a male. Like, why are you crying? You're a boy. Boys don't mm-hmm. cry. Why are you being a little girl? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that I hear parents today say those things to their kids. And I'm like, that's not okay. Like, they're upset. Let them be upset. It has nothing it's to do with a gender. They're just upset. Um, so what I had written down was you know, healing is hard because it requires you to surrender to hurt that you felt or have been through. When we say, and then when I say surrender, I mean acknowledging the fact that you have been hurt and it requires you to have to put your ego aside to fully embrace the healing process. And that's difficult because that means that you have to submit to vulnerability, but sit in that and feel it all so that you can properly heal. I think a lot of the time we run from our feelings because it evokes this feeling of weakness And I think what's so beautiful right now in the culture as a whole, not just the Latin, not just Latin community, but just culture um, as it exists today is that mental health is the center of a lot of conversations. And some people are sick of hearing about mental health, but if we would have addressed it the way it should have been addressed, it wouldn't feel like an over uh, exaggeration. It wouldn't feel like it's too much. And I feel like it's only too much if you're not ready to have those conversations. Mm, important. Yep. You know? But I definitely think that if, you know, people are feeling tired of um, hearing about it, it's probably because you're listening to the wrong app. You're listening to the wrong perspectives of the mental health. You know? mm. If you've already healed from something and you continuously keep hearing about it, yes, you're going to be tired, but move on to something else. Move on to voices that are kind of, um, reflecting what you have been wanting to heal from. Um, being vulnerable is not easy. Mm. Um, starting this podcast, I realized that um, one of the reasons why I wanted to start a podcast was because I never had a voice in any of my relationships. Um, I never had, you know, like there was never a concrete, I felt like there was never a concrete thought from Ruben. And like everyone knew me like to be dancing or to be funny or the party friends, but I was never being put in the light of like, yo, this guy actually has something to say. Mm. And that kind of bothered me. And I was like, yo, I, I have so much to say. I have so much, you know, story, so much journey that I've been through that I feel like other people can relate to. And I had to be vulnerable. Is that light falling? Is it? Mm. <laughs> I had to be vulnerable in order to open up and i remember i was talking today to a, one of my friends about our first episode and how we had to literally re-record it you know two or three times because mm-hmm. we were so closed down like so closed off from trying to be open and i remember we were literally strangers closed off from trying to be open like jesus christ closed off from like trying to like open up is what i meant to say um, we were literally strangers. Like, that was the first, like, that was, like, one of the few times that we had hung out and we were just, like, in years. now we're going to unpack unpack our, in front of trauma. each other. What? Um, 
And the reason why I think that this this team works so well is because of because of that, because we were able to look at each other and be like, okay, well, I'm not going to judge you if you're not going to judge me. Mm. And I'm going to let you, you know, share your journey. And I'm never going to point a finger at it. I'm never going to um, make it feel smaller than what it is. And you do the same with me. And I think that that's that helps. Right. And if you look at our journey and if you listen to every episode and, you know, it's crazy because it's like a point, a period of our lives these past three years is literally documented Mm. and we're literally being vulnerable. So it's Mm -hmm. like I I look forward to the day that like I'm. It, this sounds weird. I look forward to the day that I know because that I might not be feeling well and we don't, you know, this podcast has moved on and we mm-hmm. both moved on to our, our individual endeavors and we get to keep running back to this to have as a reference point yep. of just like, yo, like you already went through this. Like you have the answers, you know, the answers because you gave the answer. Um, so being vulnerable is not easy. And you, I think like my therapist kind of brought that up yesterday where she was just like kind of pinpointing why I'm not why I don't like being vulnerable and that shit was a like and I have like she it? saw it on the camera of just like are you like did you get it and did I'm like goosebumps yeah like goosebumps and it's like it's because literally like think about like I was telling her about like how I, I don't feel confident I don't feel like my looks like I prioritize looks a lot and I feel like I haven't been able to like when I was in my 20s I was a hit in the gym and I was like doing all these things and then I turned 30 and it was just like uh like I don't want to go to the gym I don't want to work out I don't care about my body and just that constant negative negative thought of just like I don't care I don't care I don't care but in reality you do care mm-hmm. you know and that's what yep. she was like you do care because yep. you keep thinking about it like you keep telling me about your health and how you're worried about your health. She's like, you know what you need to do, but the problem is that you've always, you grew up from what I've shared with her. I've grown up with people who have always told me that I don't know and that I don't know the answer. And that has always created this, this like feature in me where it's like, I can't commit to something because mm. it's like, I'm just like, in my mind, I'm here, there, here, yep. there, here, there. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, and I grew up, you know, I, I had one relationship in my life and that relationship was very toxic and that person was like, you know, we were both toxic to each other. Um, and just like the, like when I was telling her things about my body and she was like, you know, did your partner ever tell you that? And it was that moment that I was like, holy shit. Like I started crying and I was like, that's where that's stemming from. I'm like, because prior to that relationship, like I was so in love with my body. I loved my curves. I loved the way that like my stomach was in and like things that like you broke. don't realize like what an intimate how much say an intimate partner has over mm. you if mm. you don't feel a way about yourself. Like there are little things that like I that became insecurities because somebody pointed yes. it out to me and it was not ever something that I thought twice about um and then when you it's always fun though when you meet someone who enjoys those parts of you because then you're just like hold up who sent you it's so it is it is going on it's interesting and it's also weird like yeah i remember there was a point in my 20s where i did gain a little bit of extra weight and i was you know intimate with somebody who was like yo you're fucking beautiful and i was like oh 
come here, baby. We're going to do this right now. Mm. <laughs> I was like, well, what that's want, weird. Baby? What like, you want? That's weird. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it goes to show that not everyone is, you know, not everybody wants the bill, you know, the bill or the, the figure. And that's why, it's like, you can't go off of looks, right? Because there's a lot of people who are at the gym and it's not because they want to be. It's because they're literally, like, I think that they're just there's this mentality of just like if I don't look good I'm never going to get someone that's where the validation lies there we go that's that part yeah so um yeah it's 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 quite interesting I'm, I actually have I'm meeting with my therapist this week and I'm like super hyped to like talk to her about like my revelations I specifically so for me it was super important that I had a therapist that was also um god-fearing um to which was super interesting because when i specified that like when i was looking for a therapist i got an email back from the company that was like oh we don't ask our therapists or our counselors like what their religious background is and blah 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 however when i was going shuffling through the rolodex of people i could pick and it was important that it was a, a, a woman of color um i those i was it was between three women three women I, I want someone that like is gonna give it to me straight. It's like whatever, like it's just you know, it's gonna serve it up. And I kept coming back to this one girl, this one girl, this one girl. And I kept looking through. I would put it to rest for like a week, put it to rest for a week. And every time I would like keep looking it up again, it was just one girl, this one girl. And I wasn't like I wasn't. I was trying to change my criteria. I was trying to do a plug in all these things. This one girl kept coming up, kept coming up. And then one day I finally was like, you know what? What's her availability? Click. <laughs> and right before my trip to, to Tulsa last week, um, I met with her. And she started saying, she was like, you know, maybe use this in your faith journey. And then she started to, like, quote things to me. And I was like, oh, my God, you are a Christian woman. And I am so hyped that I listened to my, you know, I'm, we're going to call it the Holy Spirit. Because I was like, she kept coming up. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I thought I wanted someone older. Somebody wiser, someone who could like point me in the direction and this and the third. And I was like, but she just kept coming up. So I'm super glad that I clicked on her because now there's like a, after that conversation, uh, I can only imagine what our conversation is going to look going forward because now that's been broken down. I wasn't going to run up in there and be like, so like, what are your beliefs on like this? Because this Mm -hmm. is the only way it's going to work out. But I was like, let me feel it out. This is, and then I'm glad that that happened. So I'm super excited to be able to talk to her about like the revelations that I had at this conference. Um, and, you know, she knew when our last conversation, she knew that I was going into it with a specific mindset. So it would be fun. It's going to be fun for me to like comb through that with her because um, we did. We are starting really slowly on like pinpointing what areas um, we need to focus on. And one of the things we did talk about was like what does healing what does it mean to me or what does that look like and that's important to know because a lot of people i feel like when they think about healing they think that it's such a quick one two three thing no literally like, like it's you're gonna put a band-aid on it it's, it's gonna forever. stab over and it's, then it's the done. healing never ends you just find new ways to deal with it right? yeah so it's like that's why i you know i said earlier like when the day comes that i'm not feeling well because i suffer from depression i'm always gonna suffer from depression it's never gonna go away but I just need to learn how to deal with mm. it. You know, and referencing back to this podcast probably will help and probably will be like, yo, you've been depressed before. Like, listen to yourself. Like, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. But um, what 
we totally. <laughs> we just be going. On what was the? Sometimes. What was the? It was being vulnerable. So yeah. Um, how I, do you feel being vulnerable? Does it scare you? Being vulnerable does not scare me. What scares me is who am I gonna be vulnerable with? Mm. Because I'm very vulnerable on this podcast, and I'm vulnerable with you, and it's not it's not a it's not a thing for me. Um, I would never want someone to mishandle my vulnerability and or weaponize it. And I feel like there have been moments in the past where that has happened. Yeah. And then when I take a step back and I look at it as a whole, those people were either narcissistic, uh, mastermind manipulators. And the reason why I felt the way that I felt was because that was who they were. And sometimes when you are okay with being vulnerable, if somebody that is receiving that isn't, then it almost feels like an attack. Like, well, how, how come you could feel this way? But I, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that's crazy. So then it becomes, and then it's like, oh, shit, it's fight or flight. And then they'll say things that are hurtful. And when you're already in a vulnerable space, you connect those two things. Like, oh, wait. Because I was vulnerable and they reacted this way, now I feel this way, I can't be vulnerable anymore. I've learned to like not to take people's reactions with a grain of salt because odds are something that I'm saying is stirring up an emotion within them that they weren't prepared to feel because they thought they were just listening right. to what I was saying. Right. And now they're upset because I made them feel something um, and they weren't ready to feel that thing. So... Again, vulnerability has, it's not an issue for me, um, but I did realize that as much as I want to get in in community, and when I say get in community, you know, be around other people who um, will want to hold me accountable and or, you know, we'll talk about, you know, have Bible study and things like that. Like that is something that I want, but I realize that I'm not ready to be vulnerable with that said group Mm. of people or whatever that looks like um it's not that i can't be i just don't think i'm ready to be um just because it's going to be new faces like i could literally jump online right now and join a b group um at church and i'm just like oh that'd be kind of cool i'm just not ready for that commitment yet and then i'm like oh wait a minute shit you're not ready for that commitment. Now look at other areas in your life where you're not ready for commitment. Commitment, so like, commitment is is another thing that I fear. Oh, and I never, fuck boy. I never, <laughs> I might be a fuck girl. I ain't gonna hold you, cause like I like there's just certain just certain things that like in thinking about being vulnerable that I was able to look at other mm-hmm. issues around it that like I can sit there and I can cry to you. I can sit there, but I have to. I need to trust who I am. I don't have trust issues. Like I, my, and Ruben and I talked about this really, really, really early on in like us starting this podcast. It was, I, he was like, oh, you got to earn my trust. I was like, no, I'm gonna give it to you. Can't nobody fuck that up but you. But with that, I start to notice little things. And if I come to you and I tell you that you're having a bad day, I don't need you to fix it. I'm just having a bad day. Let me bitch about it. I'm gonna fix it. Cause I'm a fixer. Like I'm gonna fix it. I have the solution to my problem. I just need to bitch about the problem first. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think when we think of vul- when we think of vulnerability, we automatically assume tears. We automatically assume yep. hysterics. This, this emotion, theatrics. 
this yeah we think it's just sadness and it's like no it's not sadness being vulnerable can be joyous as well yes think about like you going on a zip line like that moment that you jump off you're being vulnerable you're being you're you're allowing that to happen like you're you're scared but it's a good feeling and then when you finish you're like oh my god it feels it felt so amazing if you made it to the end um (laughs) Some people get stuck chicken in the equipment, middle, and that's equipment. scary. <laughs> Listen, I have I, well, the one time I went ziplining was in Puerto Rico, and I have never been more excited to be a little thickums because I was able to clear that line. Yeah. <laughs> they said, "Heavy, no, coming." Yeah, <laughs> was out straight. I wanted to do the one in Puerto Rico, but I, I didn't make the way. I'm at. It, uh, what? Yeah, it's like two seventy five, and I'm two sixty five. And they were like, you can still do it. Like my mom was like, and I was like, honey, if it's two seventy. Wait, what's the weight limit? What do you mean? Two seventy five is the weight limit, like to put on the rope. Yeah, you. So anything two seventy five or higher cannot go. But on. you said you want two sixty. Right, but it was but, still too close for your leg. Yo, I was like, mm, we're not doing that. Like we're not doing that. Oh, like okay, I'm okay. not risking it. That shit snaps. Just my luck. I'm like. <laughs> As I'm falling, I'm like, of course, <laughs> vulnerability. Thank you. Oh, I can't, I can't. But anyways, um, I, I've, I've learned, and in my last situationship, um, when I was being vulnerable, it wasn't reciprocated, and it, and or um, that like there wasn't being digested, like it wasn't being taken into account that like I felt this way. Um, and in that moment, it was sadness when I was being vulnerable. But I have met people since that want to know, well, why do you feel that way? And want to dig a little deeper. And at first it was like, hold on, wait a minute. What, why do you, <laughs> who sent you? Like it's, it's, it's different. It's different when you get, around people who are also healing because people say that they're healing all the time here's the difference between saying you're healing and (coughs) actually actually healing healing. when you're saying you're healing it's clickbait sounds nice oh shit you got my attention because you use this word actually healing means getting into a space where you're now applying the things that you've learned in order to not continue to do the things that you were doing. If you are seeking therapy, you're in therapy and you're just talking to someone just to talk to someone because you don't want to talk to your friends. You don't want to talk to your family so that to you, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm in therapy. Okay. But like, are you applying the conversations that you're having with your therapist to like real life? Because if you haven't changed, then what really is the purpose? You're not healing. I want to say you're almost regressing as opposed to progressing because if you're going to progress, it means that you're going to confront the things and or the people or the environments that made you feel the way that you feel. But if but when you're regressing, it's just kind of like, I'm just showing up. You're just clocking in. You go to therapy, you're just clocking in. Yeah. I did my time, time to go. And I've met people who have, who have openly spoken about therapy, but they haven't changed. Mm. It's almost like they've gotten worse, but think that they're in the right because they go to therapy. <laughs> we all know we know a couple we all know a couple um and that's difficult like how do you tell someone that they're healing wrong you can't you don't because everybody and you don't because that everybody's healing looks different you know and you don't because you also don't know if they're healing right 
because maybe they have to do it this way in order to be able to understand like i recently this way. week had to ask someone like have you never been held accountable before and they were like yeah i get held accountable all the time i was like your job doesn't count showing up to your job doesn't count mm. but in your relationships in your friendships are you being held accountable because mm. i'm trying to have a conversation with this person and hold them accountable for a way they made me feel and they weren't paying attention and it was pissing me off because I'm like, damn, I don't even know when's the next time I'm gonna talk to your ass, but you need to hear this. And it was just like a, okay. Are you, this is making you feel uncomfortable because imagine how the fuck I felt. Mm. And, I'm, and I'm trying to tread lightly while I'm having this conversation so you can hear me, mm. but you're not even listening. Healing's a bitch, man. <laughs> healing is a bitch, yo. Healing, healing is, is a, a bitch. bitch. And healing is a bitch I'm because... I'm gonna catch that bitch outside. Yo, literally. <laughs> healing is a bitch because as much as you want to do the work and help aid others in theirs, you can lead a well, horse to water, but you well, can't make them drink. And this is where I this is where I'll draw the line because I, I stopped trying to help others. Mm-hmm. I stopped trying to... I've stopped trying to see the better in other people when in reality they don't even see the good in me that I'm bringing to the table there and then. Because how many times have I sat on this mic and been like, my friends did this and that and Uh that. And now it's no longer that. It's really just telling people straight the fuck up what the fuck it is. Yo, if you're going to keep disposing of me this way, then I'm going to continue to keep myself away from you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm valid. I'm a fucking human and I have feelings and I'm not a bad person. And I know that I'm not a bad person because I don't have issues in any relationship besides this one. So that tells me that it's a you problem, (laughs) not a me issue. Oh, and with that, mi gente. (laughs) Healing is hard. Submit to vulnerability and acknowledge the fact that you have been through things, are going through things, and will continue to go through things. Um, and healing is literally in your own hands. You can't rely on anybody else to help you heal. You got to want to heal for you because you can't do it for anybody else. Period. Ew. Don't give her any clout. If you want to be the best version of yourself, you need to take control of who it is that you want to be. Um, so with that, I wish you guys nothing but the best of healing. And I'm going to have Ruben take us into our next section. And our next section, which is... Arreposar. Where we let you guys off, you know, on a positive tip with a little quote and a couple announcements. Mm. You want to start us off? Um, not the off. Not the off. Because the New York style kicks in. <laughs> Stop playing. Um, do I have any quotes today? Uh, I know for the last two episodes I've had the same quote. Um, actually, no. You know, in the spirit of healing, um, I guess I'm just saying heal for yourself. Because no one else is going to do it for you. Okay, I you're gonna laugh. I am going to say this, um, and only because, oddly enough, I had a dream about this animal last night, and now I realize why. Well, no, not not that now I realize why. I still don't know why I had a dream with this animal, but it just came into my mind right now, and um, I'm gonna say, Hakuna Matata. 
You dreamt about a warthog? Yes. That's weird. Yes, it was very weird. I'm mad that I immediately thought warthog <laughs> and not a meerkat. It was very weird. I, I, yeah, in this dream, I just like looked at and it was albino. Yeah, it was Bitch, insane. We'll look it up after. We'll look it yeah. up after. What does that mean? Um, so I'll say that. And then I do want to announce, like, thank you to our subscribers. We have um, every other Thanks week, again, on every even episode, we will be um, releasing strictly for subscribers. You will be able to get a audio play and also a video play. Um, on top of that, I want to just remind everybody that we have a lot of merchandise available for sale. If you use the code MIGENTE... It's 10% uh, off. It's 10% off on the yellow or mustard uh, Sofrito Speaks hoodie. Um, so make sure you guys click that link in our bio and continue to support. We really do appreciate it. Um, and it doesn't go unnoticed. Yes. And yeah. And um, my name is Rosales and I'm blasting off. And I'm Mila Montañez. Stay blessed, mi gente. Oh, Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.